Welcome to the Kinky Conversations podcast, where consent is king, pleasure is queen, and exploration of sexual expression is the name of the game. And now for your host, the delicious Zachary Phillips. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Nikki, a 32-year-old content creator from the United States who's into all things fitness. We talk about modeling and photography, both the professional and personal sides of it, the confidence needed and the self-expression that it gains. We dive deep into the business aspects, looking at how the financial side works, and Nikki highlights different ways that potential models can stay safe when finding photographers. We discuss her foray into OnlyFans, learning about how communication and connection are vital if you want to be successful in that space. We come back to those themes of communication and connection when we discuss domination and daddy dom, highlighting how emotional intelligence is the most important aspect for Nikki, for someone who is looking to embrace their dominant side. You need to connect. You need to have that energetic feel. You need to be able to communicate. And that's far more important than status or money or clout. We also discuss gym etiquette. When, and importantly, when not to approach and flirt. And relate all of that back to domination and submission. And entering the DMs appropriately. This was an amazing conversation. I learned a lot and I know you will too. I just want to remind you to stay tuned until the end of the episode, and I'll play you a piece from the book, Kink, Volume 1. But without further ado, here's Nikki. All right, so uh, thank you so much for jumping on board the podcast, Nikki. I uh, put out a little uh, request for people to jump on board, and you put your hand up, and we're keen and eager. So yeah, thank you for jumping on board, and um Let's get into it, shall we? Of course. (laughs) I'm ready. (laughs) You are ready. Okay, so I had a look through um, your your content and your page. Um, I love the work. Basically, what are you you doing? It's sort of like I noticed um, in the information you gave me, your profession is content creator. And then as I scroll through your Instagram account, which we'll put links to, you've got like just an abundance of incredibly hot, amazing uh, photography shoots. Um, but beyond that, I'm not sure. Yes. So uh, I do, uh, modeling and then I do the only thing as well. So. Cool. Cool. All mm-hmm. right. We've got a lot to, got a lot to talk about on down those paths. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess, um, I guess I'll, I, I sort of like to let the, let the guests, um, lead. If you've got in- any interests down any of these spaces to, to jump in, um, and we can take the conversation wherever you like, cause this is your space to, to chat and explore and express. I'll ask questions as I go, and um, because basically I just want to get, just want to give um different insights into the kink, the BDSM community, this whole space. Uh, mm-hmm. So if there's anything you'd like to lead with, or I can lead the conversation, we can go from there. Um, if you want to lead, I'm sure I can go from there. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay, I guess um, how you like your journey into the OnlyFans space. I'm I'm curious to that because some people choose to go down that path, some don't, some are successful, some aren't. Um, and I've got some theories about it that would make people successful and not. And I sort of want to uh, run them by you to see to see your uh, to see you know your level and what your sort of 
what you find is working and sort of the why behind it all. Does that sound like an okay place to yeah, start? That works. Um, so it honestly, it took me a long time of really thinking about it. Um, I think cause I've been modeling now for about five years and of course it was pushed on me from the beginning. Um, I didn't say yes for a long time. I refused to just because I didn't want the whole connotation that goes behind it um, attached to my name, more or less. Um, a lot of the work I do, the modeling is nude. A lot of it is fine art nude. It's um, expression of sensuality. It's the body. Um, that's the way I view it. Um, so it kind of, after a while where I really became sure of why I was doing things within myself, um, I think at first I kind of started worrying a little too much about what people would think. And as I progressed, I realized it really didn't matter what they thought because I knew what my intentions were anyways. And I knew what place it was coming from within um, to where those things don't affect me. So that's kind of how I eventually got into that space is I really stopped caring. Um, I started embracing who I was. It is who I am. Anyone that meets me, they see me in person, the way I walk, the way I talk, it really is the way I am. Um, so sensuality is something I'm not ashamed of and I don't think we should be ashamed of. Um, so that's my way of expressing it. And, um, that's basically how I got into it. <laughs> I love it. I do, I do want to, um, first, first of all, I love that attitude. Like I'm, I'm finding that the more I go into this space with the podcast, with the erotic fiction and the poetry, there is this sort of tacit pushback that, you know, not any one person, but it sort of feels like society in general is sort of like, do you, do you, you know, like you're putting your name to that, you're doing this thing, like you're one of those sort of people, you know, and like there's this sort of judgment, sort of ickiness that you get. And I'm sure that, you know, obviously um, you felt oh, that sure. similar way. Well, I think what happened was, so when I first started um, modeling and with the Instagram thing, because before, honestly, I was not a social media person before this. Me neither. Like, Me neither. I hated, <laughs> I hated, I hated, so I still hate social media. I'm not going to lie. I still don't like it. It's- I hate using. I don't like being a user. Like I rarely use it in the typical sense. It's. I find that people that put out content often feel like that. They they put it out. They use it as a tool, but they're not consumers of it. It's a weird space, isn't it? It's just there's a lot of things I don't necessarily support that go into social media, and especially when you see what goes on behind the scenes. I've met a lot of influencers. I've seen a lot of stuff to where I don't agree with what's being put out there. And I've never wanted to be one of those people that is putting out that image or just, it's a lot of negativity that goes out there. But um, so I eventually because I got into modeling, um, I needed social media, um, I actually started it because I wanted to do fitness. That was my start. I really wanted to do a fitness page. Um, I wanted to aspire women to get into fitness, because my body did not always look like this. I look like a string bean, like I had nothing going on for me. And it was a lot of work. It's a, it's a yeah. lot of work. And I wanted to empower other women. Well, within um, just starting an Instagram page for fitness, that's kind of how um, I got into modeling. I started getting reached out by photographers. Then it went into that, started posting some of my photos. It wasn't super, super over the top sexy to begin with. Um, but going back to what we were saying, so the thing that got to me in the very, very beginning is I remember there was this guy from the gym and he had been following me. He saw the fitness thing, but then he saw it progress to modeling. And, um, I 
I'm not the kind of person that goes into the gym trying to hit on guys. That's not my thing. I go into the gym to work out. It's not a dating thing. Like that's not me. So, um, he had been trying to, you know, go out, whatever, doesn't matter. But once he started seeing those photos, he comes up to me at the gym and he was like, Oh, so now you're desperately trying to seek attention. <sighs> Oof. Oof. That like, <laughs> I was so mad. Um, and I think Pick that up the like, dumbbell and drop it on his face. Ooh, I was, times. I was like, ah, uh, okay. Okay. And, um, actually, so bit of, bit of jealousy much like that feels so like, it's like, like, oh, you don't want my attention, but you want everyone else's attention. That's so, it's like, dude, like that's that's far from it. That's far from what was going on. So I actually was so, I'm one of those people, like I'm really nice until I just, I just snap. So I was, I was nice to him. I was cool, calm, cool, collective. I was like, whatever. I went home. I went home and it's the first time I've ever done super, like something super scandalous on Instagram. I went home and I took duct tape and I was naked. I put duct tape just right over here in a strip right over my crotch. And it said, what did it say? It says, it's not about you. And then in the crotch was you. And I was butt ass naked, legs open like that. And I posted on Instagram. That was the first thing that people were like, what the hell? Who is this chick? Because that was basically me giving up judgment that was mean i'm done caring about what people think it's not about you because it's not okay like when people say that when when specifically when he said those things it really made me start questioning like this is what people are going to start thinking and i want to make yeah, it a point you, you had it like directly stated to you in a way that's like you, you don't typically get but that's oh yeah well, <laughs> well that was like a so that's how it all started. And I was like, well, ever since then, I haven't been able to keep my mouth shut on social media. But but that was like the biggest thing was, um, you know, you do have that because, you know, like I said, I do meet a lot of women out there, a lot of guys, a lot of influencers, and there is a lot of that going on. There's a lot of low self-esteem to where you do need that validation um, from social media. And, you know, I understand I don't support it. I mean, I don't think that's healthy in any way, but I, I, I can see that. And that was my big thing is I didn't want to, specifically for women, men, I don't really care what they think, but for women, I don't want them to think like, this is what you need to do, or this is the form of seeking validation. Because in reality, you seek that within yourself. You don't need social media to feel that way. You don't need somebody to tell you you look beautiful. You should just feel that inside and just live it every day. So that was like my big thing from the beginning is I don't want to be perceived as somebody that just wants like people's attention because that's not it. <laughs> See, this is this is the contradiction though, right? Like you put out stuff and people do get you will get attention and that attention will lead to more attention which leads to financial gain which becomes your job, right? So it's it's this there's there's like the internal sort of self-efficacy, belief in yourself, self-justification, you 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 know who you are. You believe in yourself, but if you're going down the path like like I am in it, not not with the, the physical stuff, but with putting myself out there, my books, my words, my poetry, this podcast, all of this sort of stuff, it's I want the attention because I need it to sort of to grow. sell my exactly yeah. So so it's like so it's like I'm, I'm, am I sort of like threading the needle here, saying it's like well you you know your worth, you value yourself, you're doing this for you. It's not about the likes, but then there is the financial side of things as mm-hmm. well, which is sort of directly like is sort of impacted by that but it's not it's not the thing that's impacting your mind if that makes sense no, am, I, am so i sort of hitting the I'm mark a, there? i'm a strong believer that no matter what i do in life if i'm passionate about it and it comes from a good place 
money will follow. That's I've always believed that. I mean, money is just energy. It comes and goes, but your intentions have to be in the right place. And I feel like as long as I continue to, you know, that's why I'm not out here like buying followers and being one of like, it's not what I'm about. Like, I, I'm not going to like that. I'm very organic. I've, I've always mm. felt that way. And I want to be, I, I feel like eventually I'll attract the right people and the right people will come to me and I'll create the right audience um, to where I don't want to necessarily stress so much about it. Um, because that's not really my, 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 that's not my end goal. Yes. Money is great. All those things are great. But at the same time, that's not my end goal in anything. So that's kind of where I come from with that. Yeah, no, I I appreciate that approach of following your passion because you're going to keep be able to keep doing something that you're passionate about if you're doing it because you're sort of with with a with a less sort of abundant mind frame it becomes this sort of desperation and mm-hmm. I, I almost feel like you can feel that through the content you can feel that through the posts you can feel that through the energy the person brings if they're doing it to like like I need this as opposed to like no this is me it's a different it's a different feel that you get on the other side of things at least at least from my perspective yeah I mean that's that's a hundred percent it so and you know this is something that makes me happy I've always wanted to continue to live my authentic life like my authentic self um I'm going to continue doing that before this I was working corporate I did corporate communications for a long time and I realized Ooh, that life. Um, I was really good at it. Um, but when you see what goes inside the corporate world and, you know, I was working very closely with the executive team. I was, um, in the medical field as well. So when I, when I saw really what goes inside one, the medical field to like the corporate side of things, I just, I, I didn't want any part of it. <laughs> I said, I'm done. I'm done. And, uh, that's kind of how I eventually, you know, walked into this lifespan is just doing something different. I don't want to, um, go back to what that corporate life was like. So I can, I can definitely feel that, feel that the, um, the nine to five corporate is not something I'm, I'm keen on. I wrote a book ages ago about it, put it out there and just like didn't even look at it. And it's been, it's called Wage Slave because it's this same energy of just, Falling into, you know, working for someone else, working down that path, not following the passion. And it's just, it kills you. Yeah, it kills you inside. Oh, it really, and and well, so a big thing about my job is I had to manage um, employee satisfaction. Um, So technically I was in marketing, but I worked very, very closely with HR. So it was a little bit of both. Um, Employee satisfaction. Uh, (laughs) Boy, especially (laughs) when you have a good heart and you're bending over backwards. And you realize maybe this company doesn't really care as much as they pretend to care. And, you know, that that's just one company. Does it happen to many others? You know, because when I'm over here bending over backwards trying to make these employees happy and they were coming to me, they were coming to me before HR because they felt comfortable around me. So they would tell me their problems and I would go take it to the managers. I would take it to the executive team. And I realized I was just hitting my head against the wall because they're coming to me with their problems. And I realized in reality, they don't really care all that much. You know, they think that, you know, a little pizza party and cake is going to make them happy. No, that's not going to make them happy. You need a lot more than that. And that to me was incredibly frustrating because, because a lot of these companies have just become so money hungry. And once again, going back to our previous conversation, that's not who I am. I'm not a money hungry person. So to see that in the corporate world, that was my big like trigger of not, not for me. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) 
I, I, I like that you've taken those steps into things that align with your passion and personality. That's just, I don't know, anytime I can encourage people to go down that path, I, it's, it has to be the way. It ha- it just has to. I, I do I do want to bring back to something you said at the very start of the conversation. You mentioned that um you were you were getting pushed or it was expected of you to go into the OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Um can you can you speak to that space a little bit? Um, well I started getting a lot of questions because obviously I was already shooting the content. Um I wasn't it wasn't out there to see. Um, I mean, yes, the, you know, photographers, magazines, stuff like that would publish him or the photographer would do whatever they do with it. And, but I was not supplying it on my end. Um, so, and it, you know, eventually I, I kept getting asked like, when are you going to just start selling it? Because it's out there anyways, you should just profit off of it. And, um, you know, that was asked for many, many years. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't know. Like, that's asking a lot. I'm already pushing the bounds on Instagram. Like for me, that's already a lot. So to go beyond that was, um, a big step for me. Um, but you know, eventually I went down that path and, um, it's, it's not anything I regret. So, I mean, I'm happy with where I'm at right now, really with all of it. So. So what, what has been the reaction to people that have sort of known you before and after maybe friends or family that have, you know, cause you've said you've been doing this space for roughly five years. Mm-hmm. What has their reaction been? The people that have known you, like in from that corporate life, now into this into this sort of space. It's so funny because um, that life and this life are completely different. So I don't even have the same friends. Um, I'm not surrounded by the same people. I have one good friend, my best friend. She's seen me progress from all this, and uh, she's my biggest supporter. Um, she's, she's just like, I am, we're both very sensual and sexual human beings. Um, and she wants me to embrace who I am. And she's one of those people that really pivoted my whole life. Um, and me embracing who I am sexually. Um, she was there from the beginning of that. Um, so she's probably the biggest one. And then of course my family, um, (laughs) my mom didn't find my Instagram till this year. Oh no. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I got like a book long text of like, that's going to be on the internet forever. Like it was a big shock for her. Uh, I come from a very conservative family, but, um, you know, we talked about it and she kept, you know, looking into what I'm doing, reading my stuff, just diving in. And she eventually came to terms with it. And she was like, I actually really support what you're doing. You're a very strong woman. Like this is, I'm all for it. I think it was just the initial shock that got her. Uh, it is. It is a bit of an initial shock, I would imagine. Um, yeah, it's good that you've got the family support. My mum um, supports my writing, but she's like, I'm going to read your writing, but not your uh, erotic <laughs> writing, if that's okay. I'm like, that's perfectly fine. I don't expect you to. Awkward. <laughs> Please don't. I'm. Oh. <laughs> no, we're good, mom. We're good. <laughs> we're good. We're good. Um, I appreciate that she's like, you go you. I'm like, thank you. We're all, we're all gold. Yeah. No worries, mama. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That, well, that, that sounds infinitely like positive. I mean, you know, obviously the shock, you know, it, it would be shocking to come, to come to find that, I suppose, but to have that reaction is, is actually quite amazing and beautiful, particularly from a conservative family. You could have went, you could have easily went the other way, obviously, you know, different dynamics and people and stuff, but yeah, yeah, it could have, could have gone. Oh, for sure. Well, okay. My family, I was raised Catholic. My family is incredibly, uh, you know, strict, 
Um, my mother was very, very strict growing up. I wasn't allowed to date until I was 17. I wasn't allowed to go out. Like it was no sleepovers ever. Like it was hardcore. Um, but my mom was always the rebel of the family. She was always the little black sheep. And, uh, you know, she did her, her things in the past and she wanted to make sure we didn't follow that path. But, <laughs> you know, I was the wild child. <laughs> so she always knew I was going to be the free spirited wild one out of all of us. So, um, you know, I have a lot of my mother in me and I think that's why she's very understanding is, you know, she's a very strong willed, passionate woman. And she taught me that. And uh, I took all that and put it 10 times more into my body. That's basically what I did. So I, I love it. It's, it's great. Um, can, can you speak to, to like the, the confidence necessary to, to put yourself out there? Because you know, speak like as, as like, I've got body issues myself. I don't feel like I look bad, but I don't, I don't look great. Um, don't feel like that. And just down this path. And a lot of people in the community that follow what I do, um, and probably following what you do would be inspired by the confidence. Cause it's easy to look at someone that's posting the content that you do on Instagram and only fans and sort of at least initially sort of feel like, Oh, you know, of course they're doing it because they look like that, but obviously you've worked on your body and that sort of stuff. And in, even if you're like, you know, super stunning hot, it's it's still a massive thing to put yourself out there. Like, do, do you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 yeah. Like, like how, how do you? Is it is it a slow build up? Is it just a natural confidence? What's, so how do you? How it's do you, funny. How do you derive it's it? It's really funny because, like I said, I've lived two lives. <laughs> so the corporate mm. life before when all before modeling, I was completely different. Um, I I did a lot of cardio. I've always been like a cardio bunny. Running was my thing. So yes, I I, I was very lean. That's that was always my thing. Um, I wasn't really into uh, looks. Um, I really wasn't into makeup. I actually didn't really know how to do makeup. Um, I didn't really care. Um, I wasn't like I just was a very simple girl. I was a very simple girl. I was actually um, I did minimalism. Um, I was a vegan. Um, I was into zero waste. Um, I was completely a hundred percent different, but the one thing that always stayed the same from childhood was my confidence. I've always been confident. I was confident walking into the grocery store with my little reusable bags and buying my bulk items, like no makeup, just frumpy. Like I was confident then too. So that's never changed. Um, but the confidence is always just something I've had when I was a little girl, like I remember I've always been confident, you know, it's, it's, I, I've never felt like people can take that away from me. I think that's one thing that people can't take away from you. And it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what size you are. Like you are you, there's not, there's no two of anyone in this world. So embrace that. Even if, you know, I weighed another 300 pounds, I'm still me. There's not another person like me. And that's what we need to like, remember is that, you are you and just make a better version of yourself within yourself. The external stuff is secondary, but within yourself, if you're happy with yourself, that's what matters most. So that's mm. where my confidence has always been since childhood is just, I'm very accepting of who I am as an individual, not because of my looks, but because of who I am. So the modeling part was very easy for me because the confidence was already there. So it's just, I just happened to have the body then, but the confidence was already there. <laughs> do you, do you put the confidence down to like, like a, maybe like a genetic thing or your parents raising you 
to, to instill that? Where, where does that sort of innate? Because it sounds like it's innate, right? Like, so some people, you know, they build upon, they work upon it and they grow it. Then they get that, you know, sort of stuff. But it, it sounds like it's all like an internal just I would, solidity. I would say know? definitely internal. It's uh, a lot of me has been the same as since I was a child. Like, I've always been really into sensuality, even as a child. Like that's, that's never changed. I've always been very sensual. I've always been confident. Those two things. I remember when I, my mom, my, I had the last little short and crop top set my mom would ever let me wear. I was like five years old and she was like, this is it. After you outgrow this one, you can't wear crop tops and shorts anymore. You're getting too old. I remember I wore that sucker until the zipper would like go down and like cut my stomach because I was getting too big. And I was like, I got to hold on to this. It's not leaving me. <laughs> so it really has been a part of just who I am from the beginning. Um, you know, my mom, she did build me up to be strong, strong willed. Um, when you're, I think when you have a very strong will, you naturally have confidence as well. And I think that kind of just came hand in hand. Um, so I do have my mom to thank a lot for that as well, but I mean, confidence is where it's at. (laughs) So I love it. I love that. I wish I wish that level of confidence upon everyone. I hope that I can give that to my children or that they're born with it because that's that's a level of um, ability to just act and do. Right? I mean, I feel oh, like when you I, have the right confidence, you feel like you can just take over the world. You know, it's just – and, and things don't affect you. Negative things don't affect you. And that's always important is to be true to yourself and happy within yourself too. No matter what people say, it really shouldn't it, – it doesn't matter as long as you know who you are. So – I think that I think that's part of the journey. I find that um, this this space in terms of knowing who you are is actually quite interesting. The kink BDSM sex space. A lot of the guests that I'm talking to have found that by exploring their sex and sensuality and kinks and eroticisms and all of this sort of stuff, they actually it's almost like a it's like there's a spiritualism to it. You start discovering yourself. Like you've mentioned that you um, are like into like submission or like the bratty submission, the bondage, um, masochism a little bit. I found personally, like as I look into the different aspects of this space and turn it upon myself, I'm discovering more and I'm finding that guests on the podcast are doing that as well. It's like you sort of start realizing and you're sort of unlocking parts of yourself. Do you, do you find that? Oh, that sort of- yes, for sure. So, <laughs> well, <laughs> from the, when I first started, I would, I was definitely more a submissive, a uh, submissive slave. Um, that's how I started. Um, and eventually it's converted into submissive brat. Um, that just. <laughs> Unsurprising with the uh, confidence that well, some brattiness you know would come My out. tolerance <laughs> after a while, I was like, okay, I can't with some of these people. So the bratty side came <laughs> out and I was just embracing it. Um, but yeah, there has been a lot of exploration. Um, there's a lot of growth that goes on. I mean, that's why I'm so happy I found the community is I discovered a lot about myself. That's actually probably a big reason why I got into modeling because, um, I got into, um, BDSM, the kink community before, um, all that, uh, long story short, I, uh, was going through a divorce broke up with my ex. We were together for 10 years. Um, during that time, I was very fascinated by, you know, all things kinky, fetish, whatever. Um, that wasn't him. We tried, I tried. It just wasn't in him, which is fine. It's fine, but it wasn't in him. Um, so when I, you know, got out of that relationship is when I really dove in because mind you, I was with him since I was two weeks after my 18th birthday. So I was, just discovering who I was. I had just moved out of my parents' house. I had no idea who I was. 
And getting into the kink community really helped me in figuring out who I was outside a relationship, who I am really within myself. And that kind of gave me the path to explore that because, you know, specifically that I do have such a dominant personality. Um, I realized I really wanted to let go. I really wanted to find that release. And that's where the, you know, community came into play and really helped me a ton. And it made me learn a lot about myself and learning to let go and release of that control. So it is a beautiful spiritual experience. I'm very thankful for it. And it's like the biggest life changing thing I've ever done was get into the community. So can, can you talk on like the, the interplay or the difference between the dominant personality in life and then moving into the submissive side in play? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm very dominant mostly because when I come from a Latina family, it's what, it's what us women do. Um, <laughs> uh, my mother is incredibly just very dominant personality, um, took on after that. Um, and in my previous relationship, I was definitely the more, uh, dominant one. And it's not because I wanted to, but you know, you need a balance. And if one person's not picking up one slack, the other one person has to do it. And that's where my role was not because I wanted to, but because it, ha- it, it was the only way it could balance out. And, um, mm. I didn't, I got fed up. I was tired of being the dominant one. I don't want to be the dominant one in the relationship. It's just, it's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. So, um, that's why once, you know, we broke up, I, you know, decided to more like expose myself to being a submissive and surround myself with men that were more, you know, your alpha dominant men. And it made me learn a lot as far as relationship goes, because my ex was the only, he's the only man I've ever dated. Um, aside from high school doesn't count. Um, but the only man I've ever been with. So for me, it gave me an outlet of being able to explore what it was to be with a dominant man. Um, not just sexually, of course, but there's a huge component outside of sex that was very important to me and just feeling out how that dynamic is and feeling how good it was to just sit back and just feel safe. Like you don't have to have this wall up and you can just feel safe because you trust this person. You know, this person knows what they're doing. This person's intelligent. They have the emotional intelligence behind it as well. So once you have that security, that release is freaking amazing. It's amazing. So, um, that's ultimately what I seek, um, in all of this is that release of power and just being able to sit back and not be so bratty and just, let go, like let things play out and have trust. Cause that's, that's calmness for me like that. That's amazing. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> it's, it's very hard to, to let go of the control and trust. So I imagine finding the right person would be, would be, would be. Oh my goodness. It's like a you. needle in the haystack. Like they <laughs> hardly exist. Let me tell you, like that does not exist. So especially if you're looking into the kink community, uh, you know, you do have alpha men, but then you have dominant men within the kink community, which is even more narrow. Like you're looking at like a little tiny, like there's not many of us out there. Um, so it is very difficult. Um, especially, you know, people see my Instagram, men see it and, you know, they get all excited and they have no idea what BDSM is. They have no idea. They think, they think 50 uh. shades of gray. They think, oh my God, let me put, you know, the handcuffs that freaking cut off your nerve endings. Like, no, we're not doing that. So, and they get, and that's where, for me, it's really hard because I have, I'm flooded with so many men that claim to be dominant. Um, but. 
Oh yeah, I could I could imagine your DMs would be flooded. Oh, it's it's freaking <laughs> wild. And I'm just like Look, little boy. No, you are not. <laughs> You're talking to the wrong person, especially that I am so dominant. I know what it is to be a dominant male because I am so dominant. Like you have to freaking, you got to be above me. Okay. Like you got to out dominate me. <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to say that like, like, like your dominant is on a rel- it's on a spectrum, right? Like if you, if you need someone to dominate you, they have to be, they have to know their oh, yeah. shit because you're very assertive and dominant yourself. So it's like, they oh, have yeah. to beat that. Which is why you're finding that brattiness, I would imagine, Right, because as well. everything down here, I get really bratty. <laughs> but everything up here, I am, oof, I'm very submissive. I'm very respectful. I would never, ever test my dominant. Like, I, like I'm, I'm no, I'm good. <laughs> so, I don't do that. The brattiness does not go up. It only goes down. So. Well, see. See, I would imagine is if someone's less dominant than you, then it's like, you're just playing a game. Yeah, like you said, like, come on, li- little man, like, just. Buddy. Don't make me laugh now. Is this a yeah. joke? <laughs> just, just, that's, that's cute. I like. Right. I like that. I um. <laughs> it's there's there's sort of like 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 true dominance, and then like this sort of pretend space that I feel a lot of people like people enter my DMs assuming I'm a chick because of the memes I post. Like I post memes that go across all genders and sexualities and stuff. Obviously, it's it's curated by me, so it, most of them are sort of more what I like, but. People for some reason still assume that I'm a female, so they'll enter my uh, a submissive female. They'll enter my DMs with this whole, you know, be my, you know, like you be my slave girl sort of oh, situation. Oh <laughs> just oh, oh, and you can just tell that they're not. It's so far removed from the reality of a real interaction and a real situation. Like, 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 like consent, communication, connection, all needs to happen. Um, we need to work out like it, it's it's not even any of that it's it's a i don't know it feels like domination and submission it's like a knowing do you know what i mean like if you if you meet someone it's you can sort of energy. look at their eyes it's and their an body energy yeah, i yeah. had a dominant in the past and he told me he was like when i saw you we were at an event and he's like when i saw you i knew you were submissive i could just feel it he's like i could energetically just feel your submissiveness within you. And that's how we kind of connected. It was just like an energy. And I think that does happen. It's honestly, a man does not have to open his mouth. It's an energy you feel. That's that's yes. what it is. Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And and that's and I think that's the problem with the the online space as well, because you have to you have to like, you know, if you're entering the D it's it's just a it's just a silly space to 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 even play down this path because it just doesn't it doesn't hit the nail on the head when you're wanting to to connect in a way that is authentic. I mean, obviously there is authentic connections online. Don't get me wrong. I'm not disparaging online relationships or any of that sort of stuff. It's more a lot of the people in that space probably shouldn't be entering the way they're entering, shouldn't be communicating the way they're communicating. And I mean, it's an overtime thing. You know, if, if you connect with someone online, you personally, mm-hmm. you would take time. You get to know them. You'd look at their posts. You would talk with them, your voice message, maybe your chat. Like it's not just this instant thing not at all far from it especially with me it takes forever (laughs) so (laughs) well as it as it should it's a trust building thing right how long does it take i'm very i don't because i get i've become a fantasy for so many people and it's not it's not a genuine thing a lot of the times and because i have to weed that out 
is why I don't jump the gun on anything. It'll take me months and months and months if I do meet somebody online because that's rarely happened. It's, it's, it's very rarely happened. Even if you're an influencer, I don't care how many followers you have. You can have over a million followers. It still takes me a long ass time because I don't trust you. I don't trust people because you, I'm just going to assume that people are just after one thing. And I'm not, I'm not that. I'm not the, I'm not the girl for that. So it's, it's, it's tough. <laughs> I just want to pick up on um, some wording you said there. Um, and I might call that maybe it might be the title of the, of our talk, becoming a fantasy. I, I, can you, can you speak to, to what you mean by that? Like, what, what do you mean by you've become a fantasy? I've become, people? well, first of all, you don't see a lot of women out there who are into the BDSM community, fetish community, kink community. There's not a lot of us out there. I think we are kind of a rare breed. Um, and I'm kind of, I feel like a girl that's putting things more into the mainstream that's not usually in the mainstream because I do, diversify myself you know it's not just fetish you know i do fitness you know i travel a lot there's a lot of things within my life and i expose myself to so many people outside of the king community i'm not just in one niche um so because i am now kind of exposing all these people that aren't used to seeing um you know bdsm out there and somebody that embraces it in their day-to-day life i think them seeing it and you know i don't just post pictures i talk about it in my story all the time and um i think it has people very curious now um and once again they still don't fully understand it especially you know they they don't even look really into the they're just i'll post a thing about bdsm like the the truth behind it and they might just skip it within a second because it's not a freaking hot picture i mean that's how a lot of men are right so you know, a, a lot of them just have this fantasy of, oh, I just want to tie you up and have my way with you. No, that's not what it's about. Okay. So I don't, that's, there's that fantasy, you know, in a negative way, but there's a lot of men out there that do see what I talk about, what I post, and they see what it's, you know, what I am about. And it becomes more of a fantasy of, you know, something else like, you know, and people are like, wow, like you're a strong woman, you know, you know who you are, you're, but you're also submissive. Like you would listen to a man and, you know, this day and age, a lot of women aren't submissive in relationships. Um, we live in a society now where women are, you know, very masculine and men, not so much. They're more on the feminine side. And so to have a woman that's okay with submitting and being open about it, um, a lot of men are drawn to that. They're curious about it. So that's kind of where I feel like fantasy is, is there's so many branches to it. There's the kinky, let me tie her up and spank her and all this crazy stuff. And then there's, you know, the men that have the fantasy of, wow, I want a woman that, you know, is there to, you know, serve me and please me and, you know, be your peace. And, um, you know, there's, there's both sides of that fantasy that I feel like, um, men are looking for. So. So, so you, you, you feel that like that's with what you're posting and putting out there, people are starting to you know, fantasize about you in that sense that you can embody that. Yes. Sort of I mean, I hear it a lot. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I ah. mean, that's, I wouldn't just assume it. I've just heard it a lot. So, um, and I mean, that's a good thing because at the same, not the sexual tie you up, whatever thing, but at the same time, um, you know, I'm not saying all women need to be submissive, um, you know, that's not necessarily what I, I feel, but, um, you know, I feel like if, you know, a lot of women have issues in dating in the dating world. Um, and I, you know, a lot of my friends come to me with issues and I kind of, 
I kind of feel why it's like, well, because there's no balance of power anymore. Things are kind of like all over the place. And once we realize, you know, your feminine and your masculine energy, that it has to be balanced out, you know, one of us has to be over here and the other one has to be over here. That's how things will flow better. I just find that I like to be in the submissive side better. So I, uh, this this reminds me. I'm I'm going to reshare it. You you posted a meme. Um, embody the divine masculine right. harder for me, daddy. I think you just posted that. Or I'm going I'm going to share that later on. Um, I, I looked at that. I'm that's like, a Fuck, good yeah, one. That's awesome. I was like, um, oh yeah. Now I'm getting turned on. Embody <laughs> oh, that yeah. masculine energy, sir. <laughs> I I love that. I, look, I. I'm in two minds because, like, there is the traditional gender roles, and that has led to a lot of oppression and a lot of issues. But completely stripping away dominance and submission also isn't necessarily the right aspect because it's like, what if you do feel as a man you want to be dominant, or as a woman you want to be submissive, and then you look at the the sort of third wave, whatever wave, feminism sort of push saying that you shouldn't submit. And that men shouldn't be dominant. And it's like, well, shouldn't we, because obviously you can't take a person out of society and all of that sort of stuff. But it's like, we should find who we are, find people that mesh with who we are and connect with who we are. And if that means that a man and a woman are, you know, feel equal in the relationship, great. If the man is more dominant or the woman's more dominant and that works for both of you, great. There's no one answer, no one dynamic that works for everyone, but it sort of feels like, the trends of society depends on what part of society and aspect you're looking at into will push you down different paths, you know, and that's not necessarily good or healthy. You know, I want, I want, I want a quality of opportunity. I want all that stuff, but it does, it's not, it's, it's, it's hard for me to pinpoint Mm -hmm. exactly where I'm going with this, but there's, 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 there's something to be said there of, yeah, like, like embodying the divine masculine. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, and like I said, I'm not saying that men have to be the dominant one and women have to be the submissive one because that's not everyone's dynamic. And I understand that, um, it works for me. Um, but then we also, if we get into the topic of society, I mean, I really view it as a way of, are we really pushing men to be more in their feminine energy and they're losing a lot of their power and, uh, women are, are now the ones that are having to, you know, work hard, work that nine to five, we're tired, you know, women are tired now. And we're bitchy, we get bitchy. And then the men are complaining that, oh, my God, why is she being so bitchy? Well, because she had to work 40 plus hours a week, plus take care of the kids. That's why she's bitchy. So I view it also in that way is, as a society, what do we really want then? Because if, if women are being over masculinized and like men, you know, where do they, where do, where do they get put in all this? So I think there is beauty in, you know, submission as a woman because it does kind of let you sit back and relax and trust in that partner. But of course, finding the trusting partner is the hardest part. Um, so, yeah. you know, it's, but I just feel it's all about balance and whatever works. For me, it may not work for somebody else, um, uh, but, you know, this day and age, there are a lot of relationship issues out there, so obviously something's wrong. <laughs> when, you, when you look at the interplay of, yeah, society and gender roles and all of that sort of stuff, it, it, compl- it complicates things. But, yeah, look, turning it in, turning the camera internal, finding what works for you, finding the ability to trust someone, that's key. That's, that has to be the way forward. Um, whether or not you're into the BDSM and kink side of things, just in a relationship in general. 
find what mm. works, find a trusting relationship, open and honest communication. I do, I do want to ask, given that space of mind, what, what will you or do you look for in a dominant male, in someone that, you know, what does it take for you to submit to someone? You know, and it's not it's it's um, it's, it's it's a bit more than entering the DMs with like, hey, uh, no, I want to handcuff that's you. That's the worst way to do it. Um, so the number one, the <laughs> number one thing I look for in a dominant man is emotional intelligence. That to me is super into- like important. They have to be. <laughs> I I would I would guess that the the vast majority of people that are uh, entering the DMs would have put that they down would, quite low. It probably wouldn't emotional have even, intelligence. they were like, what is it? Wouldn't what? Even be on the emotional radar. what? Oh. What? I thought it was because, <laughs> because I owned handcuffs. It's awesome that I you said that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was because I, I, um, I said it in a commanding voice. <laughs> right. Do this for because, me. Because what was it? The, I have the wolf as my profile picture. <laughs> yeah. Elf, alpha wolf, alpha wolf dom. Ooh, uh, Okay. <laughs> Exactly. Wearing a suit and tie. It's got to be black and white, or else you're not a dominant. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, see that it makes sense that you're saying that, and it's really cool. Like that, the first thing you go for is emotional intelligence, because you're right. Like how how else? Can, yeah. No. And know? for me, it's 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 a it's a huge. You know, I don't want to say it's a game, but it really starts from the beginning. Um, when you talk to someone, uh, you can kind of just feel that energy once again, and somebody that can really read you as well. And somebody that can read somebody really well is usually because they did a lot of work within themselves. So it kind of goes hand in hand, emotional intelligence, and also somebody that is consistently working on themselves and who they are and really knows who they are. That is very, very important. Because then you can start reading that in other people. And I feel like as a role as a dominant, um, there's a big responsibility. Um, you know, they have to care and they have to really see, you know, from my experience with dominance, um, m- males is, you know, they kind of see where I need help in life as far as like, what direction are you going? You know, um, one of the dominants that really stood out to me, he was my first daddy dom. And one big thing that we worked on was love. Um, he said that I really needed to learn how to love. And I was struggling with that, which was 100% true. I was really struggling to open up my heart. And because he had emotional intelligence, he was able to see that. And it wasn't until he pointed it out, I was like, you know what? He's right. I do have a really hard time with love. And before then, I that's when I was only being a submissive, like, just tell me what to do, sir. And then I started kind of opening up myself more into like the daddy dom space because it could, it could open up my heart more. And that's what I look for in a dominant is somebody that can, you know, we can help each other out because submissives do have power as well, where we help our dominance as well. But somebody that can help me on an emotional level as well is very important. And that's ultimately what I'm looking for, you know, beyond you know, a scene is, it's that, that's, that's what I want is somebody that can help guide me through life and keep me, make sure I'm on the right path. I mean, I'm doing my part. I'm not saying I'm going to go do wild, get off the path, but you know, somebody that can help hold me accountable as well. So. And, and the, the emotional intelligence is, is 100% necessary. Like dominance starts with the mind. It doesn't start with the body. You have to connect with the person that you're going to dominate before 
like like you have to actually have that connection otherwise it's so shallow and so physical like base as opposed to being like an in-depth sort of three-dimensional connection exactly well otherwise i don't submit it's just not going to happen i'm just not going to submit you know i need i need that mental side in order for me there's like a a, like a switch that just flips all of a sudden within me because i am going to be a dominant bitch until that switch gets flipped and once that's flipped i it like kicks in me i'm like okay wait a second this guy he knows i'm gonna back down and that switch, yes. when that switch is off, like, mm. okay, yes, sir. <laughs> can it? <laughs> can it? Can it switch back for you? As in, like, have like, let's say you, you're you're feeling that way about someone. Could they do something no. that would switch? Because it, I also switch don't submit to just anyone. Really, um, I'm very selective mm. with who I submit okay. to. Um, there's, I think. Even with dominance I've had in the past, you know, if we see each other, there's still a piece of me that's still submitting from far away. You know what I mean? If I were to see them, I'm still kind of <laughs> like, there's still a little bit of that. Like that never goes <laughs> away. So I've never, I've never had an experience with somebody where I've submitted and then, you know, completely taken it back because once I submit, a little part of me is always going to submit just quietly, just quietly. Mm. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So starts with emotional intelligence. Is it a, a way that they're holding themselves as well? A, a physicality or is it like an internal confidence that you're picking up from them as well? It sounds like you're describing a, someone that knows or, or like is like feels solid for lack of a better expression. As in like they're, 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 they're firm. They're maybe not, not, not an anxious personality. They know what they want. They can read in you or maybe give you insights into yourself that you might not be able to provide for yourself. So they're giving you insights into yourself and they're just able to project that sort of that energy. Is that sort of roughly where we're, where we're fitting for how people, if they want to, um, what is it? Um, right. Make the fantasy Trigger reality. out this uh, hard one to crack. <laughs> um, yeah, that's basically it. I mean, it's emotional intelligence. And confidence is really it. I like somebody that has experience in life. Um, I'm naturally attracted to older men. I'm sorry. I just can't do younger men. I'm not, I'm not here to teach. Okay. I'm not, I'm not here to teach. <laughs> so, um, uh, and that comes with age, you know, that's, it's not anything against young men. It's just, it comes with age. So even men, my age, I'm 32, even men, my age, it's just not, it's, it's not where it's at. Uh, so, um, so those are all things I look for is that maturity experience um, and emotional intelligence is very big. And once I feel that, that's when I'm submissive Nikki. So. Mm. Can, can you um, just speak to like, you know, help, help us define terms for people new to the space. You said that there's dominance uh, or domination and then there's a daddy dom space. Can you sort of um, clarify the daddy okay, dom space so for us? So daddy dom is very different in a sense that I feel like there's a lot more care for one another. Um, there's a lot more compassion. There's a lot more passion. Um, it's I've, from my experiences between, you know, a, just a dominant male versus a daddy dom, um, you know, a, a dominant male is more direct, a little more dry, um, it's not as much passion within it, um, versus a daddy dom. I, I felt like it really, 
um, is somebody that's there to like care for you, nurture you, um, really just be there for you emotionally, um, direct you in the right path. Um, and that's kind of where I've fallen more into the, the daddy dom, um, space of things, um, is because I do want that. Cause once again, that daddy dom I had did help me with my emotions and opening up my heart. And that's kind of where I realized, okay. And as you know, we're talking about people use it as, you know, to evolve spiritually. That's a big chunk of how I evolved spiritually was being able to open up my heart more and not just being just like, yeah, just use me. Like just freaking beat me versus like, wait a second. There's a lot more to this, like where we can take this. It's, it sounds like it's, it's, a bit more out of the bedroom. Would it, would a daddy dom have a similar sort of like when you're playing in the bedroom to a regular dom, but it sounds like the, the daddy domination um, extends into more aspects of the life. Um, It's definitely both more so outside the bedroom for sure. Um, Inside the bedroom as well though, because from my experience um, with my daddy dom that I had in the past, um, his big thing was, so when, for example, when we were doing impact, Um, I had, I, I'm getting better at it, but I have a hard time expressing emotions just in general. Um, when I'm angry, I mean, I snap, don't get me wrong, but like when I'm sad, when I'm depressed, I internalize a lot and I bottle it up. I've just done that since I was a kid. And he picked that up on me. He's like, you're, you don't show emotions. And it was another thing he was trying to work on me with. And, um, you know, I was going through a lot at that time. And, um, this was somewhat after my breakup with my ex And, you know, I had internalized a lot of emotions within me. And, you know, for example, in this specific scene that we did, um, we were doing impact and he, you know, started telling me like, I I need you to cry. Like, I need you to let out an emotion. And until I like started, like he just went at it, like he went at it hard until he's like, you need to express emotion. And at that moment, like it was just a rush. It's just like everything just came out. It wasn't the pain. I had blocked out the pain, but it was just a rush of everything I had bottled up just came out. And I feel like that's something I found more I could do with a daddy dom that could really see those sides of me that needed to work on. And he did that. You know, people would be like, wait, he hit you how hard? What? It was actually coming out of a place of love. He wanted me to feel something and it really helped me. Um, and that's why I'm more drawn to a daddy dom now because there is that you know, it's, it's in play too. It's not just outside of play. There's ways you can use it within, um, you know, a scene as well. And obviously there's a lot more care and nurturing aspect as well within a scene that I like. So it just, it's what I prefer now. Hmm. The, the emotional release, you know, I, I, I can relate to the bottling up sort of internalizing. And when you finally let yourself express you know, through tears, through laughter, through rage, through like just actually let it express. There's such a relief and such a release, and it just it's it's healing, it's connecting, it's growth. It's, oh, it's um, you know, especially it's when right? you're with and the if, right yeah. person. And like you know, for for me in that moment, you mm. know, as soon as I started bawling, like I turned into a big old baby. Like it was just freaking just pouring. You know, I was just crying so hard. And you know, at that time he stopped. Obviously, he didn't keep going at it. And he just held me, he hugged me and he's like, this is good. Like, this is what you need to, like, you need to express those things. Like just making me feel safe. And that goes back to where dominance is important. You make your submissive feel safe. So he was creating a safe space for me to feel like I can express my emotions. I can let things out. And it was so 
relieving. It was that like that moment I'm never going to forget because that was the first time I really just broke down and cried. And it was amazing. It was beautiful. <laughs> I still remember it. <laughs> it's funny. It's the, 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 the safe space, the trust, maybe the physicality and the pain, all of that combined into this moment of release. And, you know, that release is emotional. Maybe the release is orgasmic at a different time. It's, it's a, there's but, definitely. And that's the beauty oh, of it. I, love is, it. I just I love mean, that. You have the orgasms part, which is amazing, but you also have the emotional yeah. part. And the fact that you can have both, you can have both in the same, you have both in the same scene. Yeah. I mean, you can go from crying to an orgasm. I mean. <laughs> and, and, the, and, and this is what. Yeah, the mainstream understanding of BDSM and kink and, you know, alpha wolf dom in the DMs doesn't quite understand. It's like, yeah, like, like little man, you're not going to be able to hold me through my tears and turn those tears into a, into, a, into an orgasm and then, you know, understand how to treat me afterwards, buddy. Like there's just they, three quarters of that you've never even they heard don't of have the, the first bit. clue I just ever. You'll be able They're to like, get anyway. You're going to start crying? What? <laughs> so I want to, um, I want to read a, a quick poem that, this is all triggering off. Um, it's wasn't written. It was written by a, a, I wrote it inspired by a different guest, someone else that I've been chatting to. Okay. But I think it relates um, to this to this whole space. Oh boy, it's, it's called <laughs> Thirst Trap. Okay, so go go with it. Ooh, yeah. It's very yeah. <laughs> the irony is those who see me as my body will forever fail to obtain it. Yet, when one takes the time to explore my mind, to delve my soul. My body is freely given to be used however yes, they wish. That is a hundred percent it. That is a hundred percent it. And you know, there's a lot more uh, to the physical side. You know, it's like physical to me is like last. Oh, I've learned the good-looking guys are not where it's at. Okay, <laughs> like I've learned that. So <laughs> and that, that's been a hard lesson for me because I, you know I'm in fitness, so you know. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like just I want I want to go down that path. But as a side note, I'm I've got a home gym in my garage because there are too many attractive people, guys and girls at the gym. There's a guy that's like guys that are jacked, girls that are hot and squatting in front of me or lift. I'm like I can't focus. I need my own space. You're, I like, just, too you're all too friggin' hot. Let me focus. It's it's stimulus overwhelm. You know the shitty gym music is on. And oh, like, you're like no focus, just, focus, oh, focus the weights, the weights. No, I need my own space. Focus. Hey, well, you found what works. <laughs> but yes. Oh, look, you got to find what works. But um, yeah, it's funny you say that. Like, like just looks is is not enough. Like, looks are great to look at aesthetically, but if they, you know, you, if you don't have the depth of personality and character development, and like you said, the learning from age or you know what whatever has caused that, it's it, just a pretty picture. It doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Like, just, and I'm not gonna lie, there which, was a time in my life right after my breakup that that's whew, that's all it took. But I realized. That there was nothing. There was no connection. I it was never gonna go anywhere. Cause I'm just I'm I can't I can't hold a conversation with you. I'm sorry. It's just not going anywhere. Um mm. so I'm already I'm ultimately at that point where it's 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 even guys in the fitness community, like that's oof, it's hard. It's hard. And uh see, I'm not I'm not obviously I'm not in the fitness community. I'm in my own home home gym by myself. Okay, but that's sometimes do, better. Okay, you don't gotta deal with the bullshit. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, no, like there's so, – so I'm not I, – I see the memes about gym culture and that sort of stuff, so I don't quite understand the etiquette. What's – um, 
like I, I do a lot of exercise, but not in that similar space. So I just, I just want to know, like, what is, what is the etiquette like? What are the people like? How does that sort of place? Because like when you said it's like, oh, I'm not one that will pick up in the gym or like go, like, you know, at the start of the conversation, you said that I, I couldn't imagine how awkward that is. Like when I have exercised at like commercial gyms, I don't feel comfortable approaching people. And it just feel like, you know what I mean? It just, it just doesn't feel like a space, but I also get the impression that. There seems to be a lot of uh, flirting and connection and attempts. There's a lot of people. There's a well. lot so of people what's, what's that, space that like? use it as a dating service. You know, it's a place to pick out a woman, and and I, I get it to a certain extent. Okay, a lot of people within the fitness community are attracted to other people within the fitness community. Yes, I get that. Where are you going to find them in the gym? Sure, totally understand. Doesn't really work for me. Why? Because then I'm going to have to see that person for the rest of my gym life there so and then i have to find a new gym and it just it doesn't work out um for me i don't like it um i don't like to see somebody i'm with every single day not like that i go there to work out i don't want Mm. a distraction um i don't want to be worried about somebody coming up and talking to me and like flirtatious and all that it's just not my thing i'd rather just work out well it's not the right context for it. You're not there. You're not there in that context. There you're there in a different context. You're there to work. And if you're making me take headphones off, especially, oh my gosh, there's one guy that would come up to me all the time in the middle of a freaking set, just in the middle of it. And I'm With like, white, dude, I have your, like, I'm in literally hand. in the middle of a How set, dare and you talk to me every time I'm in the middle. You can't even wait until the finish of the set. Uh, so it's like those kind of experiences have really made me just like super antisocial in the gym. Not because I'm an antisocial person. It's just people don't understand that. People are there to work. <laughs> uh, if if you talk about emotional intelligence, that person coming up to you and like like there's there's zero like it's like what well, oh here's pretty lady must talk like like there's no emotional like you couldn't intelligence wait there. Like, like I'm okay <laughs> like wait when when I'm between exercises or if I'm like deadlifting heavy and I need to yes. like take a long break in between my deadlifts. That's a good time because I'm like, I need to chill for a bit. But aside, or if I'm going to the, you know, the locker room or getting water, perfect time. Go for it. But maybe, okay, maybe, not even maybe, go for right? it. But maybe, so even so. People, <laughs> I'm all about being polite though, because a lot of people do want to get to know me and I don't want to be rude. Okay. I, I don't want to be a rude person. Um, so yes, I'd rather they come up to me and be like, hey, you know, introduce themselves, whatever versus just staring at me from across the gym awkwardly that I can feel just like I'd rather just put a name to the face let's be polite about it um no I don't want to hang out but you know I can just say hi (laughs) so 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 you were saying that the 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 less attractive I don't know like don't let me put words in your mouth but it sounds like the the uh the the level level nine or ten lookers Maybe have relied on their looks uh, too much and haven't haven't had the need to to um, build up their uh, no that emotional lacks intelligence a lot and, uh, social that's skills. for sure and going in the same conversation <laughs> um, it's men in fitness you know that are really into their physiques um, not all actually not all that's I don't want to be uh, unjust to it because it's not what it is but a lot yes um, and it's also men who have some kind of clout. Um, and men that have money, um, that kind of all goes in the same wheel for me, um, where they don't have anything else to offer. They feel overly confident because they have a nice body or because they have money 
or because they have, you know, fame, clout, whatever, um, they feel like that's just, a, that that's all the work they need to do. That I'm, my panties will just drop, but it doesn't work like that. I'm like, it does not work like that. There's a lot more effort that has to be put aside from that. Yeah. The connection is everything. Connection. Okay. You can have everything connection, in the world, but right? the connection needs to be there because at the end of the day, I would rather take a guy that lives an average life who I feel connected to versus a guy that freaking has a ton of money and lives in a mansion, but there's no connection. See, I, I, I feel exactly this, you know, obviously gen, gender's reversed, but it's, it's not, for me, it's not about looks. You know, like there, there is a like there there is a level of looks that I I do want. And there's certain types of people that attract me and don't attract me, right? But far more important is our connection, our you know, like like intelligence, humor, um, the dynamic, the interpersonal. You know, like and if if like like when you're describing the daddy dom just looking at you and just knowing, like there's a knowing. Like when I meet people, you're like, oh. You know, there's, mm, you know, like, and that doesn't happen with, and it's not, it's not a looks thing, you know, like looks are important, but it's not the prime and same thing with, you know, status and, and all of that other stuff as well. It's, it's, there's more to it than just. Yeah. And yeah, I, there, I, there I strongly that agree that right? it is definitely something you just feel from the beginning. Like you just, you can just feel it. And honestly, that's mm. like an amazing feeling too. When you feel it and you don't, you don't even have to speak to this person. You ne- never have a conversation with them, but you just feel feel it like that is just that's that's i oh i i love it though i I, love it i'm just like there's a few people okay (laughs) like that's an amazing feeling (laughs) i know like sometimes like i don't know this is obviously like in my mind but it's my feelings right like you'll walk past someone and you just catch eyes and like maybe you're in the shopping center and it's just like literally like the space of 10 seconds and you're like like they know "Mm, you know like it's like mm. okay Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you don't, you don't like, you're not, might never see that person again, but there's just, you just, you just left just Ooh. knowing. Just it spices little, like, up life though. I'm just like, okay, wow. Okay. Go back like, to grocery just, shopping. Um, no, but I feel it. Like thinking. I feel it maybe. too. <laughs> it's like, and, it, and you just know, like you just, like I will just naturally just a little part of me just submits just a dash. I'm just like, woo. Okay, let me go back to grocery shopping. <laughs> what, yeah, exactly. what, what, what should I put into my cart, sir? Tell me, tell me what. To, right, I don't. Which, I can't which brand of now. which brand of peanut butter? <laughs> I love, I love that. That it's sort of back to what you said with the um, the, the freedom, the ability to let go with with someone. It's. You have to be able to trust. You have to be able to like let them in. And if they're not hitting those marks, like you can't trust someone that just looks good. Like like your body doesn't just by the fact it's a body right. doesn't induce trust in me. You know, like you might you might have pretty lips and a great butt or whatever, but like and I want to look at that like visually. You know what I mean? Like that's that's visually appealing, but where does where is this gonna go exactly that's a big thing and you know unfortunately looks are kind of very important apparently and uh a lot of people that's everything to them you know that's literally all they have to offer um they could well it 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 makes sense why looks are important right like Mm -hmm. we are animals after all and looks are a visual representation of sexual reproductive capacity right if you see someone that looks fit and healthy 
from afar. Right. It's like, okay, I should go talk. Like it's it's primal, right? So it makes sense why we gear towards that and like why the you know the 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 sex industry, porn industry, all of that sort of stuff sells. Like it, it, it's appealing to something that's base, that's core. But there's 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 like that sort of like primal urge, flashbang, like you know, let's fucking make a baby sort of thing without thought. But we've we've evolved to have a you know layers of consciousness that go, okay, well that might be fun for a split second, for like you know however many minutes it takes to to do that. But I've got the rest of my life. I've got like a, a you know human based human level intelligence. It goes beyond that. You know There's I mean? more than just that short experience that beyond we have to physical. deal with. <laughs> you might. Yeah, attract with the body. Exactly. No, and I'm past that point in my life. I mean, like I said, there um, was a point in my life, looks is all it took, but I'm beyond that. That's short-lived. You know, once you experience it, you're like, okay, I experience it. Now I'm I'm bored. I'm bored. (laughs) Well, it's- No. Once I discovered passion and sex, oh my gosh. (laughs) My life changed. I was like, ooh, what is this? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It doesn't- like I mean, like if you fall, like if you fall into that motion, it's not about like looking at this perfect sexual statue that you're having sex with. Do you know what I mean? Like it's you, it's 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 not that. It's it's the the things that they're mm-hmm. doing. It's how they're doing it. It's the why they're doing it. It's what you're doing. It's what they're getting you to do. It's what you're getting them to do. It's the whole the f- art of it. Not looking at them as art and then being like, I oh, okay, I will allow this artwork to Right. It just becomes a physical action. Be that me. does you know, it's, it's meaningless. It's it's meaningless. Mm. Yeah, meaningless. It's yeah, and, and that's and then and then and therefore the the orgasm, if it comes, is isn't gonna be as fun. It's it's it's, it's not, not it's, it's not nearly the same, that's for <laughs> sure. It's not the same experience. So mm. What what you you need to find that like that prime person that that point zero zero one percent that's got the body got the got the um got the status got the clout got the money does that exist that can actually know. talk to know. you right I don't know <laughs> I don't know I don't know like the keep 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 the search going and they might come up I do want to um I do want to bring it right back to the start of the conversation and back onto the OnlyFans um can you can you talk me through do you, do you have a strategy? Do you because um, you're saying you you use the content that um you're that's out there anyway, and sort of collating it and putting it in a hub and saying, hey, like mm-hmm. subscribe and you can get access to this. Do you find that that approach is working? Are you, um, so are you I do have help How, through how's, the agency. So there, I do have a team that helps me um, with all this. So as far as like the marketing side of it and running it, I do have help within that, um, that they kind of help drive that because it's easier for me to do the photography aspect of it, um, versus them. And they, I'm very impressed. Um, so I do have help with that. And that is, uh, for me, I, it's hard, the whole only thing can be very difficult for me. Um, as far as just who I am as an individual, um, it's difficult for me. Uh, so it can, they've helped a ton in that aspect um, is having that help. And what, what are they, what sort of help are they providing? Like yeah, telling you what to post basically or how to speak, how to break up stuff, how to break up, you know, the different types of content, the layers of it, how to direct it. Um, that kind of stuff. They really helped me with that. 
Um, because sometimes it's hard for me. Um, just because a lot of times, you know, I do close myself off a lot and it's hard for me to just be so social all the time with people. Um, so they really help me kind of get out of those, um, times and really teach me how to like speak more. Um, you know, at times that I just, I'm just not in the mood. Tell me if I'm wrong on this, but I imagine it's not just about the pictures that you're posting. It's about the, the, the connection, the personality, the presentation beyond just the actual content, Correct. It's the, it's am, being am able right? to access right me. You know, I don't respond to DMs on Instagram. I really, I really don't. Um, if I don't know you, it's, it's not really, unless, you know, somebody like you, obviously I responded. Um, but you know, I know what your intentions are. Um, but you know, outside of that, I don't really, I don't respond to DMs. Um, it's just, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> so, uh, OnlyFans is more of a place where you can access me and you, you know, there's direct communication because, uh, social media is not where it's at. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so they're not just getting the pictures, they're getting more of you that they can't access. It's like an exclusive. Yes, personality direct. and connect it's 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 once again connection right my my um my my sort of pet theory about OnlyFans is that there's plenty of free nudes lewds porn all of that content all across the internet right so why would someone choose to pay when they mm-hmm. can access pixels for free what differentiating factors does someone that is going to be successful down that path have to bring and they have to bring personality connection. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, it, you, you got to bring do, something that's different to the table, obviously. And you know, cause I've, I've heard that a lot from guys. Like I would never subscribe mm. to an, which I got it. I'm not saying everyone has to subscribe to an OnlyFans. Okay. Like I get it. Men don't want to do it. Like don't do it. Um, but you know, I've been asked a lot, like, why would, why would I pay for an OnlyFans when I can watch, you know, whatever for free or see boobies, you know, for free. Mm. And it's like, okay, fine. Go see those boobies for free. Like go do that. That's fine. Uh, but they're, right. They're meaningless. But it's they're like, and, and it also goes back to like, pictures. I think I have per- as someone that has a lot more depth and like, you know, I'm not just some freaking porn star with her tits out, like on, you can Google and find her on Pornhub. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot different. Um, and I think that's, it's the curiosity. People are after that curiosity, that fantasy. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, whether or not somebody subscribes to, you know, OnlyFans, that's that's on them. You know, you can watch your porn and do whatever you want to do. <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. makes you happy, sir. <laughs> you get, you get, you get more from it. Right. It's, it's because they get access to. Exactly. You, not just a body. Like, I was considering it. I'm like, I haven't subscribed to an OnlyFans, but the only ones I've ever been con- like considered subscribing to are people I know personally, either in person or online. Because it's like, oh, I know you as a person. I want to know well, more. Well, it's of you a as lot a of curiosity. You know I mean? it's, that's it's, for it's, sure. It's, it's the personality. It's, it's a the connection. lot of curiosity. It's yeah, it's very like, curious. Wait a second. Right? I see her around every day at the gym. I wonder what's in there. I remember I had one guy come up to me. This is like, gosh, like two years ago. He comes up to me at the gym um, and it was so awkward. Of course, mid-set. It's the same guy that used to freaking go in my exit. 
Mid-set guy. Mid-set comes in. Mid-set guy. And he was like, he comes up to me. He's Damn like, it, mid-set guy. So come on, mid-set guy. I just wanted to let you know that I'm really into supporting small businesses. So I subscribed to your OnlyFans. I was like. Oh, no. No. Okay, please don't ever do that again. <laughs> like, how am I supposed to respond to that? Uh, thank you. <laughs> Like, you didn't have to tell me that information, sir. You could have just done it and not even talked about it. Like, or at least send it in the OnlyFan, like, messenger. But you don't have to tell me. I'm Like, this is just awkward at this point. <laughs> oh. Thank, Th- thank, thank you, I guess. Thank, thank, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun one. Thank you, yes. I do not go to that gym anymore. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Poor mid-set guy. Poor mid yeah, he's still in there. Does he still subscribe to the OnlyFans? That's the question. <laughs> oh boy, he was a nice Boom. guy. I'm not oh, gonna well, lie. Look, he's, he's still very supporting sweet the um. Guy. Just uh, you know, he didn't understand uh, certain aspects of how to be social. <laughs> so no, and 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 fair enough. Like, uh, <laughs> but I mean, you need to be told. You need to be told not to be midset guy, right? Like when I exercise in my home gym, I've got a couple of young kids, um, my partner as well, and they all would come out and just start talking to me. And I'll say to them, hey, if I've got weights in my hand, do not talk. Don't come close because I don't want to risk dropping them on you. Like, if, if I've got weights, you fucking wait to talk to me. Like, and they'll start, like, it's taken them a while. They'll start talking to me like, daddy, daddy. Don't no, even. No. And I just look it's at them still in like, my hand. Don't, don't even look at fucking, me. So, Don't shit, even look I'm, at me. Well, I'm I lifting. mean, I feel like the good thing is, though, the more experienced it's, people in the gym, you know, that have been at it for a while, there is that respect where we don't do it. Uh, so the mid-set people usually tend to be the more they beginners that they don't understand what it's like to be intense in the middle of a set or a workout. They don't understand how that works yet, which is fine. I get it, which is why I don't judge. And I was being patient with the guy. So no shade on him. <laughs> Just don't do that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> um. We are, we are coming up to time. I do have one more question I want to ask, and then I'll give you some time to sort of tie up any loose ends that we've, um, that we've opened up. The, 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 the question that I wanted to ask is in the photography space. Like you were saying that you're doing like sensual photography, nude photography down that path. I want to ask a couple of questions down that path. How do you, how do you vet photographers from a trust perspective? Obviously, it's a very vulnerable space being, you know, nude and lewd and all of that sort of stuff. And, you know, there's, there's horror stories of abuse and all of that sort of stuff. So how do you, how do you vet, vet that and then sort of, you know, go to them or they come to you or however that works to trust that, that space. Um, yeah. Like, like how, how do you, how do you sort of manage and navigate that? Because there's a lot of people that will want to go down this path and some photographer guys like, Hey, I'm photographer Wolf Dom 101. Come to my house the and I'll take some new pictures aspect. of you. Like there's, um, so oof, you know, so how do you make when sure I it's first legit? started, oh, whew, I did not know. And, uh, I was exposed to a lot of that. Um, and you know, thankfully I am such mm. a strong woman that can be a bitch, um, that it worked in my favor. Uh, because I hold my ground. Um, but it doesn't always happen. A lot of women don't, um, don't have, you know, they can't do, you know, stand up in those situations. And I understand. And I actually had one situation that did happen in the past, um, where, you know, a photographer really, uh, she tried to take advantage of me. It did not go well. Um, and he, 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 
he yeah Cheat, there's been cheated. a couple a, um, there's oh, hey, one sorry, yep. situation that uh is uh probably the most hard one um that it's something that i am still very upset about um and be, i uh wound up doing some research mm. on this uh photographer and um i realized that he used to uh live in the east coast and he was going under a different business name for his photography. And a lot of models, uh, I saw two reviews saying that, um, he, uh, was making moves on them. Um, that one girl was harassed sexually and one girl posted saying, um, you should look up the name dot, dot, dot. It was his name. And it says you can find, um, that he was found guilty for rape and he, and uh, I did. I found that. I found his mugshot. Um, he raped a woman. And none of it surprised me because, I mean, that's clearly what he was trying to do. Um, so, and, uh, mm. and those things really get to me because there is so much of that out there. And this photographer is still out there. People respect him. And it's like... <laughs> why <laughs> like i i almost want to like put it out there like dude like do you guys not see this um and uh he's gotten some awards here in mm. arizona that really piss me off because he doesn't deserve those awards yes his work is fantastic but who he is as a person no thank you so i i had to learn the hard way um so after a couple bad experiences um i learned uh if i feel off about somebody um First of all, you can, I know a lot of models in the industry. I know a lot of girls. So I can just see what girls they've been working for, with in the past, you know, who's shooting with them to where I kind of get a gauge like, okay, this girl is, she's got a good head on her shoulders. This is safe. If I don't know, I'm not sure. Um, I will tag, uh, I'll message girls, uh, other models that this person has worked with. I'll ask for their feedback. Um, girls are very willing to give feedback. I've always told other models, feel free to message me. I get DMs all the time from other models saying like, Hey, I've seen you work with this guy. What are your thoughts on this guy? And, uh, there's been a couple times I say, do not work with this guy. Um, cause there, there's a lot of people, a lot of men. I mean, I'm not hate to blame the men, but it's not the female photographer. It's the male photographers that really taint the whole industry. Um, but that's not to say the whole industry is like that. There's a lot of really good hearted photographers that really, you know, are there to do a job, not to, not a dating service. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's the number one thing is to mm. really ask questions. So, and I do the same, um, whenever a photographer tries to book me, um, for a shoot, especially if it's nude, um, I always ask what is its intended purpose? Because whether or not you're willing to pay, like, that's fine. But what, what, do you, what is this for? Like, is this for your personal enjoyment, sir? Because if it's for your personal enjoyment, because you're just trying to get off on it, then my rates are going up higher because <laughs> that's not what I'm here for. So, you know, um, I always tell girls to just ask a lot of questions, see who other girl, you know, other girls that the person has worked with as well. Can I just ask, cause I'm, I'm not familiar with the, the business side of things. Photographers would approach you to model for them you charge the photographer a rate and then they sell yeah so either they sell it or a lot of them have their own websites a lot of these fine art photographers they do have their own websites they have their own newsletters um just they use it for all different kind of uh purposes um some of them uh like as far as like glamour stuff like that mm. that goes directed to their only fans um 
so it's like a mix. So a lot of photographers do have OnlyFans as well. So it's okay, it's a okay. mix of you know. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't unaware that photographers might have OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. So like you might be hired yep, by have only, a photographer yep. that has an OnlyFans, and you would appear on their OnlyFans, and and they're, they're, the the people are following. It's the hard for photographers artistry, though. Artistry photographers in pho- like you photogra- have to like really have a solid so. you know look yeah. feel yeah. Uh, something style, yeah. Because, because, and if you're working with different models, like they would have to, like, if someone's got, like, I'm just imagining, like, sort of like a neo goth themed sort of thing, they have to, like, fit yeah. the people that they're working with. It's not into easy, that, you know. uh, but, but Ooh, no, but these, yeah. I mean, okay. yeah, okay, I'm learning, I'm learning some about photographers, the <laughs> they just they give up. Um, uh, but I know a lot of really good, successful ones. Um, uh, not so much here in Arizona, I see a lot of them out in uh, California mm. and in Florida. Uh, they're doing the OnlyFans thing, but they're also, they're shooting some of the top, you know, influencers out there. And, you know, that's, you know, that's how they get it. It's, they're shooting the right people. So, so they would, so, so then like, so, so with these, back to your, your OnlyFans, you would, do you get, like, depends on, I suppose maybe it depends on the deal that you make with a person. Mm-hmm. Either it's the ph- or, photographs become their thing for a price. So sometimes, sometimes they will give me, that's all I'll talk about to them as well? like how So does- sometimes, <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes they will give me the photos mm-hmm. if it's paid for. Uh, I'm sorry, if they pay for, you know, me, they I, they sometimes will give me the photos. Sometimes they don't. Um, I've worked with a lot that won't give me the photos. And I respect that. I get it. You know, you pay for my service. It's not mine to keep. So, you know, you it's it's yours now. Um, but a lot of them are willing to share that with me as well. So it's, it's. I suppose it might be. Exactly. There's also exposure like, hey, to them. Awesome so it's like, okay, you know, you're sending a bit of love back to them, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm all about that. Like in the space that I do with the writing and the, the poetry and all of this stuff, people are so afraid of anyone stealing and sharing and all this sort of stuff. But I just put my stuff out there literally for free chapter by chapter. Like you can read almost everything I've done. The idea being is, is just let's just get the exposure yeah, going, you know, like just that's, share. Well, that's how um, it should be. I, I mean, know, we're all here to support each other. Frame, Ultimately, but- <laughs> we're all we're all creating art, you know, in one way or another. And the whole point is to, and mm. once again, if, as long as your art is coming from a good form, like I'm all about like expressing, you know, just empowering mm. other people, photographer, other models. Just let's let's all like grow together. <laughs> So, 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 yeah, I, I fully agree on that, and I, I feel like just in terms of like the the practice of finding good photographers, like if someone's listening that they're wanting to go into this space, it sounds like oh, a yeah. similar process to vetting people in the kink space in general, right? Like uh, I've had a couple of conversations on previous podcasts with people that the way that they vet will be, you know, ask other people in the community, has this mm-hmm. person dommed, you know, you, well, you know, like, and get that get that sort of like community-based thing and i think i I think you mentioned like basically trusting your feelings or trusting your instincts if something seems off with someone you don't even have to justify why like a lot of people wait to figure out why before they before they justify leaving it's like just trust that feeling and you can work it out like be the bitch be the be the rude person be the person and just keep yourself safe and then if you need to justify that like then when you're safe then sort of think about why you don't trust that person but Take the action to prevent yourself. Like if you're walking and you see what it's you think is a snake, it's not worth it. It is you're not going to investigate no, and poke I've it and figure out that it is a snake or a stick. Um, you leave just based on a gut instinct. It's just something just didn't feel right. And their work can be amazing, but 
it just energetically, it didn't feel right. I didn't even go mm. through the vetting process of like talking to other girls because I just felt uncomfortable. I just, I don't want to, I don't, I, I don't want to, you know, I do not want know. to. And, uh, my, my thing is also with, uh, modeling and photography, I mean, that, there is yeah. kind of the same as BDSM. There is kind of like this exchange of energy that has to be in a good flow. If that flow isn't right for me, it'll show up in my photos like that. Mm. Like you can pick it up. Because my energy has to be on point. I need to feel comfortable. Mm. I need to feel safe. I need to be able to laugh with the photographer, but I need to also be in a good, like, spiritual state. And that's the that's the only way I can work. And if something mm. feels off, it shows up in my photos in a heartbeat. And I can see it. And every time I see that photo, I can remember, oh, my God, I felt so awkward because he was a weirdo. So... That's why to me, it's not even worth it. If I can energetically feel uh, off just in the communication phase, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it because I already know it's going to not be, I'm not going to feel comfortable. I don't want to, mm, I don't want to be in your yeah. space, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, little man. Uh, it's the, per- it's, it's the perfect analogy to, to the kink and BDSM space to that as well. Like, I feel like there's a direct, a direct link and like just in business as well. Like if you, if you're trying to interact, yep, like it's that's all, it's super trust, important, it's but it's funny how you can correlate the BDSM community and this also kind Oof. of in the same vetting, kind of getting comfortable with somebody, but it's intimate. It's an intimate moment all, when you're raw. But it's, but and it's all, it's especially all, when you're dealing with something like sensuality, yes. you have to be very comfortable. Same with BDSM. You have to be very comfortable and feel safe. So um, mm. it's very important in both uh, regards uh, to have that mm. safety. Um, is key. So, hundred <laughs> percent. I like that. I I feel like um, you've given a lot of awesome insights into different aspects of many communities. Um, I've already I've learned a lot from this. I want to give you an opportunity to just tie up any loose ends or finish. You know, finish um, with a lasting gosh. message um, um, for anyone listening. <laughs> I think my biggest thing um, the spot that <laughs> I would like to say is. When it comes to BDSM, King Fetish, um, it's more about discovering who you are. And it doesn't necessarily, I'm not saying everyone has to follow this path. It worked for me. Um, but I do want to empower everyone to really discover who they are. And that's ultimately my goal in life is to continue to discover who I am. Every day I'm growing, every day I'm evolving. I'm not going to stop evolving until I die and just continuing to be a better person. And for me, that's something that BDSM has really helped me in um, is discovering, you know, my flaws, my weaknesses, empowering myself and learning to move forward. And I'm still continuing to learn things about myself. Um, but that's basically my number one thing is just continue to grow everyone. <laughs> Don't stop growing. Um, BDSM is a great start if it is something that you're interested in the power dynamic yeah. and how things work, um, you know, between the dominant and submissive side. And maybe you want to explore more of your dominant side or more of your submissive side. I say go for it. It's a great way to get involved, do it with the right people. Don't just go all willy nilly and trying to do crazy stuff. Start slow, educate yourself, educate yourself, educate yourself. That's number one. Don't make any stupid mistakes because you can get hurt or you can hurt somebody horribly because it is not to be taken lightly um and have fun <laughs> so agreed i love that yep no that's a great that's a great place to to stop the conversation i do want to thank you once again for jumping on board and for being so open and honest with all of these aspects of of your personal and professional life it's been great to have you on board 
Of course, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Just want to give a super special thank you to Nikki for jumping on board the podcast today. I really appreciate her confidence and ownership of herself, her personality, her drive, and what she's doing. It's really exciting to see people leaning into their passions and living their life to the fullest in whatever space. You know, as we discussed, the sex, sensuality, kink, BDSM space is analogous to life, to business, to everything. And if you can find out who you are and live a life down that path, happiness will follow. And I do want to highlight the importance of vetting. Nikki did well to mention the approach she takes. Asking other models, trusting that gut instinct, and just taking time to connect and communicate. That's important both for models, but for every aspect of life, sexual and not. So thank you once again for Nikki for jumping on board the podcast. And I'll put a link to her social media so you can check out all of the stuff she's got out. If you'd like to support the Kinky Conversations podcast, you can do so in a couple of ways. The absolute best way would be to tell someone about it. Link them to this episode or to the podcast in general and say, hey, you'd probably like this. And also give it a rate and review. That really does help to lift its status amongst the um, algorithm gods. (laughs) You could also grab a copy of Kink Volume 1. It's a collection of erotic short fiction and poetry. The ebook is only a couple of bucks, and I narrate the audio. You could also consider shopping at honeyplaybox.com with the coupon code KINKY, because that'll give you 20% off all products store-wide. And finally, you could consider signing up for the Patreon. Patreon supporters on the $5 per month tier get early access to all podcast episodes. Exclusive access to the Sultry Soundbites, which are two to ten minute talks on sex and sensuality and all of that good stuff. Exclusive access to the Discord channel, where we can connect and discuss and form our own little community within a community. As well as early access to poems and fiction from Kink Volume 2. So if you want all of those benefits and more, sign up to the Patreon. I'll put the links to the Patreon and everything else in the show notes. And now, here's a piece from the book, Kink, Volume 1. Enjoy. I want to see you. I want to see you. All of you. Don't be shy. You have all the permission you need. Be as dirty as you like. I like you like that. And we both know, you like you when you like that. So, pose, strut, pout, dance, prance, and strip. Make it a show. Good girl.
You've been listening to the Kinky Conversations podcast.